Welcome. Hey. Once again, here we are. <laughs> and again, welcome to date night <laughs> with the crafts. <laughs> I'm trying to get into my mood. Yes, get and into I, your mood. It's gonna it's gonna come on as the show goes. Yes. And it's gonna ramp up, and it's gonna yes. get—you uh, know—it's gonna get more, you know, more okay. into it and everything. Okay. I'm not down. I just got a lot of shit on my mind. Okay. The world is uh, piling a lot of stuff on me right now at this moment. Dude, and dude. And I'm taking it all in. So anyway, don't, don't want to go off on okay. a tangent. Okay. Anyway, welcome to date night with the crafts. Yes. I am Justin Craft. Yes. And my beautiful hey. queen to be, Kiara Badu Craft. <laughs> My co-host, yeah. Hey. Right. yeah. I do like to have the, the scarf. Yeah, I'm between yeah. weaves. It yeah. is a. I'm sorry, y'all. I thought I was gonna get my hair that's, done. Didn't work out. Show must go on. Right. I keeps it very between real. weaves. That's, that's, I'm between that, weaves. That sounds like you know. Okay, when I think about that, what? That's a like that's a, a real movie. space between weaves. Yeah, it's like a Tyler Perry. Oh, shut your ass. That was, that was <laughs> funny. Okay, anyway. All right, but um. So anyway. Yes, we are here. We're here. Yeah, another day, another mm-hmm. no show. Another, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think. Look, I don't want to talk. I'm not speaking on anybody, so don't, don't take any of this shit personal. It's not directed at you, whoever you think you this is directed at. It's not you. Sorry, they don't watch it's directed show. at everybody. I know, right? Yeah. But it's just like, what the fuck, man? You know, like just I think a lot of times people just they grow a fear of doing this. What podcasting or just yeah. talking their truth? Talking, yeah, talking the truth on film, yeah, on video. This is a heavy conversation, though, babe. Yeah, well, you know. it has to be. It has to be. It has to be. We have the balls and the kahunas yeah. to step into these rings yeah. and have these discussions about heavy shit that people really don't want to talk about. I know. But that's what makes us us, right? Yeah. Okay. That's what makes us us. So, you know, a lot of times it's easy to go on, you know, line and, and, and post some shit under a Your picture comment, or yeah. comment. Yeah. It's really easy to do. But when, you know, someone asks you, hey, come and sit in this seat yeah, and give us a, a thorough explanation of, you know. How you feel. How you feel and everything like that. Then it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's a little bit different. Yeah. A little bit different. And it's okay. But it's okay. This is something, this is a topic that we can tackle ourselves. So mm-hmm. it's not going to be a big deal. I wanted to have the... um the a woman side of that too because the experience you know it's it's different for mixed men and mixed women you yeah know? So, yeah um is that the right term mixed uh no no what is it, it? is multiracial multiracial yeah okay okay well we're gonna yeah. get into the topic in just a mm-hmm. moment in just a moment but for right now let's talk about last date our last date so we did some some fun things we went to the holocaust museum fun and holocaust you put those together in the same sentence i tried not to say that i tried not to say that but it was a we had a fun time with the holocaust (laughs) well (laughs) what was it what would you say it was a good time it was an educational we had an educational yes we had an educational moment yeah educational moment at the holocaust museum exactly to remind us Of what happened in history, so we're not doomed to repeat it. Yeah, even though we continue to repeat genocide. Even though it's happened right now. Yeah, it's a genocide yeah, going on, like, right now. But I know, and you have some guy that's closely aligned to, you know, some ideologies of, you know, homeboy yeah. in office. But yeah. we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Anyway, Wait, are okay. you saying he's like Hitler? No, I'm not oh, saying he's like, wow, like Hitler. Big. He just doesn't look like him, but he acts like him. Oh, that dictator yeah, type Yeah, yeah, that type and all that, you know. Yeah. So, so, but um, but that was, we have some, some uh, pictures, too. We have yeah. a few pictures of us in the museum, so. We um that's us. Oh, look at us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it. That's when I had my weave. I should have kept it. I didn't know. Right. That's Justin. That's me looking at all what the pictures. What are you pictures. looking at? Um, these were just the survivors that moved to Houston. Oh, okay. These are people that actually were in the camps and yeah. some of the family members that survived and stuff. So. Okay. And that's me looking at books because I love books. Yes, we looked at coffee. all the books. There's yes. a lot of books about Nazism. Yeah. Which and is, then um, this. This movie that we saw, it was like so dope because it was like a 360 movie. It was like all yeah. around us. It had like the pictures all around us and all that. A little yeah. sad, but yeah. it was still uh, educational. It was educational. Yeah, yeah. So Do you have any more? That the last one? Like four pictures, I think. That's it. That's, That's all we it? have for y'all. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. You didn't have the ones with the hat. Okay, so they had this really dope one. If you ever go on my page, you see it. It's the books of life, right? Yeah. And there was these books from the 30s. I think they started from the 30s, like 31, 32, all the way up to like after the war. And these books were written at that time and they were in, I think they were um, in Poland or something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head. So don't don't quote me on that. But they were from over there. But they were rescued. And they were rescued, you know, from the the, the night of the the long knives where they burned the books and all that stuff. The long night. 
Long knives. Oh, okay. I was yeah, say, that's like, the night Lord when Hitler the, officially took power. Lord of the Rings. I cannot believe I was saying Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to stop talking. That was so disrespectful. No. <laughs> Game of Thrones, I know. Right. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, that was that was a long night. Yeah, but I did. If you go to our Facebook page, I posted mm. all of those pictures. So you can right. go there and take a look at more pictures. But I didn't want to take mm. up all this time with those pictures. Yeah. But yeah. it was it was still educational. It was still yeah. pretty cool. Um, good history lesson. You know, something, you know, take your kids. Yeah. Show them what's kind yeah, of going I think, on. I think it's good to see. We took our son with us. We took Gabriel. Mm-hmm. And he was, you know, kind of weirded out by it. He thought it was pretty dark for, you know, yeah. a weekend trip. But <laughs> yeah, but it was, I thought it was, it was good that he list. was there. Yeah. It was someone list. So, yeah. You know, so he can say that it. he did it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you wanted to go shoot guns afterwards, which I didn't think was a good idea. Just didn't right. seem fitting. Um, well, we just had to find time to go to the range somehow. <laughs> so I like, mean, let's go shoot. Let's go shoot our guns. I'm like, no. But after going there, I could see why. Because yeah, some of the stuff that we saw. Yeah. Yeah. It just I did not imagine. put it, me in the yeah. mood to want to go shoot my my Glock. Yeah. Yeah. But um, maybe next weekend we'll go shoot the Glock. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. The Glock cancels on you. The Glock will cancel. The Glock cancels, <laughs> damn it. It's just me. And I can't blame yeah, anybody. No, no, okay. No. All right. Um, also, too, what else do we do? We just went and had some food. Yeah. No, we ate out. I, yeah, I don't out. really take pictures and post that kind of stuff anymore. Nah, we it don't like to post like the pictures of food. That's played out. That's so yeah. 2018. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I don't take pictures of your food, man. Unless it's on fire, then it's right. cool then. Right. Yeah. But we decided to start taking more pictures and showing y'all what we're doing because it is a date night show. Yeah. Just actually, some of the interesting th- things to do around Houston. Yeah. We're going to be revving it up a lot because, yeah. you know, there's, there's some ideas and a lot of things that we're going to be doing. I just, you know, sometimes, you know, you do certain things and you show people stuff and sometimes it's like, I don't know if they'll, you know, if they can accept that or whatever. So, you know, we're, we're going to balance it out, but yeah. it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot more. Okay. A lot more next season. So, in preparing for this particular show, I put this post up on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Let's post it. It was the one with like all the families. Do we have that picture? Okay. So, so we have the family to the top left, which is the white wife, black husband, mixed kids. The other one is two lesbian, um, two 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 moms, and then kids. We have the gay dads and the kids, and then we have the black wife, the white husband. And then the mixed kids. And I asked, the question I asked was, um, does this bother you? And if it does bother you, mm-hmm. why? And we got so many mixed reviews about, yeah. you know, some people didn't know why we asked the question at all. Yeah. Some people were like, that why aren't weird. there any uh, any traditional black families mm-hmm. with the black mom, black dad? Mm-hmm. Um, some people felt like we were fetishizing mixed kids right. some people felt like they didn't care at all as long as the kids were happy mm-hmm. but there was so many so many opinions about it which yeah. is why we posted it for this yeah. particular show because we have there are so many opinions about it you know and i think that it needs to be talked about not just through the lens of colorism yeah colorism mm-hmm. but just through the black experience because there are so many black experiences that exist like you had one yeah definitely. i had one our kids are having one that's totally different from the ones that we had and i wanted to do a show about our relationship to our blackness mm, okay i can see that so this is that. what this show is about it's called one drop because you know the one drop rule mm-hmm. a drop of black makes you black mm, you yep. know according, but according to american according standards. to american their whole yeah their whole concept on race which mm-hmm. is a which, 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 which is weird because it's about racism. It's built in. Yeah. And they go, yeah. well, we're, you know, it's not about race or it's not racist. It's like you built laws in. Yeah. They're racistly yeah. designed around race. Yeah. So and then it's like then you try yeah. to pull it back like, well, you know, it's not really about that. It is. So my thing was if there shit. was no race, what happens to racism? You know, you would still I'm sure there would still be prejudice. Right. But what happens to racism? Because at that point, you just have to categorize people by their culture, by their religion, by their hobbies, by whatever. I don't think it will ever end. I think that um, even if we were all the same color, mm-hmm. that someone would be like, you know, I don't like people with flat asses. So <laughs> we're going to start a gang that's that against like people. Yeah, that you know, got flat asses. Or we're going to start gangs against people that wear a certain type of colored shirts. There's always going to be, you know... A, a conflict yeah. you know what i'm saying there's always gonna be a conflict uh, one time i was online i was talking to this guy who was racist and he mm-hmm. was openly racist he was a white supremacist mm-hmm. and i told him i said you know 
we could literally chop off half the United States mm-hmm. and then give that to you guys, and we could have a huge border that reaches up to the stratosphere. Mm-hmm. No one can go over it. We'll never know who you guys are. We'll never see you again. I mm-hmm. said, you guys on the other side will have your thing. And then I said, within about 100 years, you'll be split, and y'all be fighting each other. Yeah. So I said, so you have to really think deeply about what this really is about and kind of the, the inner workings of it because you, you know you can't keep blaming people for your problems mm-hmm. which it is that's what racism pretty much is mm-hmm. and so he he, he kind of got it and it was funny because he actually certain parts he's like i kind of agree with that you know mm-hmm. we probably would be over there fighting because yeah. you know it's just it never ends that's that's just my whole point that it's it would never, never end yeah it would that people never end. would fight about i'm not saying that there would be harmony amongst yeah. humans that, that that racism is the only thing that keeps us in disharmony right i'm saying that if we took it away i wonder how the world would look if black white goes away mm-hmm. i think you know something i always have this thing when i ever since i was a little kid mm-hmm. i used to think about this yeah and i would always think to myself you know if we didn't have racism i think we'd be out we would be about a hundred years ahead of where we're at right now yeah because it does keep us stagnant yeah. and keep us away keep us yeah. from evolving because yeah. it's such a basic concept it is you know you know i think so if some black dude came up with some type of quantum mechanic um um uh, uh, I can't think of off the top of my head theory mm-hmm. of time travel and you say you know something this is how we can open up a wormhole and mm-hmm. we can time travel into doing this and then someone will just be like nah I need to discredit him why he's black you yeah. know I feel like that I feel like those times have happened so many times where things that could have you know we could have moved on past certain things yeah. and then people were just like nah you know what I'm saying? I'd, yeah. I'd much rather someone look like me do it than someone look like him and get credit for it. And that's and that's the sad truth about a lot of things. Look at your history. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to go into it, but just read some books, read some history. You'll see it's happened a million times. I agree. You know, so. I agree. So since this is about the relationship to race, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just about racism, even though racism is a byproduct of race, right. of the, the, um, the construct of race. When did you, and I'll, I'll talk for myself after you say what you say but mm-hmm. when did you realize that you were black oh man i think it was um probably probably around the second grade it hit me kind of hard why did it hit you hard because um i went to a school mm-hmm. um called robert e. lee in austin mm-hmm. and robert e. lee was a hardcore confederate yeah line the walls the the hallways were lined with confederate flags there were Confederate in Austin, uh, yeah, a liberal, yeah, city, okay. yeah, lined with Confederate monuments. Mm-hmm. I'm talking. They went. They spent some money on this shit to be in an elementary school. <laughs> yeah, think about it. Think about someone spending that level of money in an elementary school. I'm talking about these pictures they had were like expensive paintings. Yeah, you know, expensive. You know, uh, uh, you know, artifacts stuff they had on the walls. I mean, it was like wow. This they really went all out with this shit. Yeah, you know, to promote. Some people that lost the war and, you know, pretty much should have just been in a history book in a museum somewhere, but they're like putting it in people's schools. Yeah. So there's a reason why they were trying to get people close to this. I want to make it. You see what I'm saying? Part of their they wanted to glorify it. They wanted to glorify it. So that's why people was like, oh, no, nah, it's not about that. It's about our history and, and blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm like, well, OK, uh, not really. <laughs> if your history is being American, then if they lost the war, then now you're American. Yeah. You know, that's your history, you know, and I, I, when people try to tie themselves to this Confederate thing, it's always just weird to me. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that later because I I have I can have three shows about that. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So anyway, I went to the school. Mm-hmm. It was you know, it was very racist. Yeah. It was super racist. Um, I was like the only black kid there. There was two other black kids there. I never forget. There were there was a, a, a sister. There was a, a, a brother and sister. Mm-hmm. And the younger girl was in my class. Well, she was in the class. It was like, you know, it was two third grade classes. And she was in the other third grade class. And he was a little bit older in the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And I remember that, you know, they used to get picked on all the time. You know, people would say ugly things to them all the time. And I was a little bit different because I was taught to rebel against that type of stuff. Who taught you to rebel? My mom and her boyfriend. Mm. So they taught me to, you know, rebel against th- certain things. So in other words... I didn't mean it. I didn't meet things with like, hey, you know, let's let's get understanding. It was more so with violence. Yeah. And I made sure it was with violence because I felt like that's the only thing they understood. So I would fight a lot. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, do all types of crazy so shit. So how did you come into the understanding that you we're were getting black? there? Okay. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm taking a long route here. Yeah, I know. But hey, we got we got time. Up. We got time. We got an hour. We got a long fucking time. Okay. 
All one right. time. Go ahead. All right. there's, yeah. there's no guess here. We so. do. All right. So anyway. Do y'all see uh, what I go through though when I ask him questions? Yeah. So yeah. you know, when Carrie asks me what time it is, I'm gonna tell her how to build a fucking watch. Yes. So that's that's how it works. You see, anyway. uh, okay. But um, but anyway, so anyway. That's when I realized that because a choice wasn't given to me. Yeah. You know, they're just like, oh, you're one of them. Mm. And it white wasn't, people told you. Yeah. That you and were it black. wasn't, yeah. It wasn't like, oh, hey, you know, this guy, his mom's wife, his dad's black. Hey, Justin, you know, what's going on? Cool, whatever. It was like, oh, you're one of them. So you found out that you were black through racism. Yeah. So your mom never had the conversation with you about you being Not black? Not that early. Oh. She Second didn't. grade. So she didn't know that she needed to have that conversation. No, she didn't. With you yet. She 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 had she approached life at that moment with the colorblind stuff that mm. you see people do. Oh, you're you're color. I'm colorblind. I don't. Yeah, see you're color. just a human. You're just a color. Then you're gonna get go out there in the ocean and get your ass ate up. Mm-hmm. You know because you know people out there don't think that way in the house. You know, so when you leave yeah. your little protective coon and you go out there into the world, people are like, hell no. You so know? you didn't know that you were like different from her. I knew that I was different, but, but you didn't know how. I just didn't look at it that way. Yeah, you know, I just didn't look at it that way. I knew I was different, but I just thought I was going to be accepted just by people in general. Yeah, because you, how loving my mom was. Yeah. So I thought other people were going to be the same like her, and that was one of my biggest mistakes in mm-hmm. the second grade. So for me, I didn't realize. I never. I always knew I was black. That's just kind of something that you know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not something that you have to come into awareness of. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize I didn't I don't feel like I connected to you are black. They are white. Mm-hmm. They are Hispanic. They are Asian until um, I came to Texas. Mm. And it wasn't through white people. It was mm-hmm. through black people. Right. And I came to found to find out that's when I first experienced colorism. Right. Um, not light enough to be light skin, mm-hmm. not dark enough to be dark skin mm-hmm. in the middle. And being torn apart if you claim one or the other. Right, You know, so that was weird to know that black wasn't just one thing. That's when I first found out out when I came to to Texas. Yeah. It's like, wait, we are all black, but light skin, dark skin wasn't a thing Mm -hmm. in Las Vegas, at least not when I was young. Right. But when I came to Houston, it was a thing. And... Wait, does something happen? Okay. It was a thing. And then, you know, we had to adjust to it. So that's how the knowledge of being black came to me. Um, Yeah, I could see that because, you know, because being the term multiracial. So when you say multiracial, clarify mm-hmm. that. Multiracial mom, is just Your mom person. is what, your dad is yeah, what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something. Your mom is this, your dad is that. We multiracial. Have a Let's show two. a picture of you and your mom. Oh, boy. Oh, where is it? I, I got like a really good one, too. But um, <laughs> oh look at that! What is that? Uh, it's a, a lion. lion. Yeah, it's a lion. You you keep saying tiger, and I was like, God damn, it's not a tiger. It's a lion. I said tiger. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a lion. That oh. that was back in Chicago. Really? That was in Chicago. Okay, yeah. so your mom was Italian. Yes. Dad is black. Yeah. So, but she was treated like a a white woman. Yeah, she was treated she like a white woman, yeah. kinda. Kinda, but then she had the olive skin. Yeah, so, so she told me that there was a lot of racism against her in her earlier years too, yeah. because of being Italian and being because, a darker skinned white person. Yeah, have a darker skinned white person Got that you. she was. So no. colorism exists in white culture too. Yeah, it does. Got and you. that and see, that's the thing across the fence they don't tell you. Yeah, you know they want you to be like, oh no, it's this big unified front bullshit. Yeah, they there's there's some definitely you know if you talk to Irish people, yeah, they'll tell you about some shit they went through. Italians, they'll definitely tell you about some shit that they went through. Yeah, you know and and dealing with it you know because yeah there's always this group that just doesn't like certain people and they just keep pushing it in and this you know hey that's what it is but the thing is being multiracial yeah i don't like biracial i don't know i just don't because it's only like yeah, i'm bi you yeah. know i just don't like that i don't know i like multiracial you're not, you're i'm sorry not, you're like anyway the bi? yeah i don't like the bi <laughs> oh, <laughs> if you're okay. bi <laughs> okay. but anyway but um but you know the multiracial thing right because yeah. we are not accepted to any group Mm. So we're the, the main person that's always being, you know, excluded. Were you given a choice, though? No, at first you wasn't. Because, you know, when you try to go over to the black side, you're like, ah, oh, you're not black enough. You try to go over to the white side, you're like, oh, wait a minute. No, not over here either. You're not white enough. So you're mm. kind of standing in the center. And that's where you get those people and they go, well, I'm not black. Oh, I'm not white. I am this. You know, I'm like, no, you're not. So you can't <laughs> embrace both. No. Nah. So you have to figure out how to navigate both because you realize it's a hard communication issue. Mm. So what you do is you start to 
like I was telling you earlier, you start to uh, identify how to switch identities. So code switch. Yeah. So you switch identities, you know, and it's deeper than like how you do like it's your office voice Mm -hmm. and your street voice. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit different. How is it different? Um, it, it involves mannerisms, involves different things, it involves Energy. cultural, yeah, involves different things. Yeah. Like, there's a way that I can sit down and talk with some people that really have not been around black people that much. You know, they're, they, you know. Do it, show me. No, I ain't finna do it on the Come show. Come on, like, show me, like, show no, us what this is. because I have to, have to, have to, have to have a okay. white person to demonstrate this with. I'm white. No, you know, no, 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 you're, uh, you're not. I'm, no, no, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not, I know, obviously. I know, I know, I'm just playing. This hand but, wrap. But no, 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 seriously, but let me, let me finish explaining okay. that. Okay. But there's, there's, there's certain energies. Okay. And it, it turns on, it's like a superpower, you know, it kind of turns on. Oh. You know, yeah. But it kind of turns on, yeah. seriously, and then you start to exchange, you start to, and they, and they feel more relaxed. Okay. Around you, it's the same thing with black people because of the energy that you get off. Same thing with off. black people. It's yeah. not just charm. No, mm. it's a certain. It's, it's a, a certain part of you that connects to them because yep. they see themselves yep. in you. Mm-hmm. That is so interesting. Uh, it's it's like I'm I'm dead serious about it. It's like it's like a weird animal instinct. Mm-hmm. And 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 you when you start to get around like like there's certain people. You that, know I've seen it. Right. I've seen how you are when you talk to white women versus mm-hmm. when you talk to black women. Right. You posture yourself differently. Right. You know. You're a little ruder, too. <laughs> I'm serious. You're serious. So white girls, you're a little ruder, and they respond right. differently to you. Right. With black women, you're more respectful. Right. So I've noticed that, like, even with our guests, like mm-hmm. how you spoke, you know, to some of our guests, not rude, right. you know, but just different, like how you address them, whereas with me, it's kind of the same. Right. You know, uh, you know, but I see how you do it, and it's, I've seen it. And I've seen it. Even with you talking to cops. Right. Like, y'all, Justin's, Justin may be the only black guy that I've ever encountered that talks shit to cops. <laughs> hey, 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 you back the fuck up. <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're about to get shot the fuck up. And they're like, oh, I'm just saying. And it's right. like, hey, hey, cut, cut the shit, man. Right. And I'm like, oh, my God. Right. So that's your superpower. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, and y'all can read this for yourselves. Okay. You can do research on it. You can easily Google it. Three seconds. You, you can look at the psychology of when they ran tests on multi-racial uh, people. Yeah. And this, these people that ran these tests were like, oh, my God, they switch identities. Yeah. Because you have to learn to do this to at live a in both very worlds. early age. Very early age. Because the minute you start making friends, mm-hmm. you know, and the minute that you're, you're, you're outcasted, when you're in a place where the, you're the only person Mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. you have to survive and then your 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 body starts to adapt now this can lead to extreme levels of oreism and coonism <laughs> so you have to be careful with it so you have yeah, to guide slippery slope. yeah it's a slippery slope oh, okay you okay. know some people go that direction never come back <laughs> okay and so, that's how and that's how that's it's how cool created it's created got you created. you see what i'm saying got you. because that black person at one point in time it's not funny it's serious <laughs> at one point in time that black person was put into a situation where they had survival code switch. And they had to and adapt. And they got stuck. And they got stuck. <laughs> and they don't know how to come back. So they constantly. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait. Okay, so keep the you camera off care while she wait, fixes her stuff. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but no, that's what happens, though. <laughs> but that's what, that's what happens, though. I'm, I'm snorting this shit, nigga. I know, right? real funny to me. Right. But, uh, right. okay, so. They they code switched right and got stuck yeah and became a coon yeah got you yeah got you because okay. you know and then also too got to keep in mind there's also other ways too the coons can marry other coons and have coon children have that's another super thing. coons yeah have super coons <laughs> you, can, you know they can unite and fuse and create this super <laughs> coon thing a, going on was it coon forces activate yeah coon forces activate, activate. <laughs> and then they can fuse and, and make some shit that's like ah damn he's like. <laughs> okay. Like you know, but okay. I mean, I I'm joking you. about this. Is I'm being very humorous up. about this, but I'm being so so a serious no, point. Funny, yeah, I got so you. we we go off on humorous yes. tangents, but a serious thing is, yeah, it, it does happen mm-hmm. because that person was put into a situation mm-hmm. where they had to adapt yeah. and they had to survive, yeah. and then like I said, they kind of got stuck in it, mm-hmm. and they they start to believe into the to the culture of it. They start mm-hmm. to believe the lies. They start to believe the other things. They lose their identity identity because when you switch back and forth yeah. there's a possibility you will lose your identity how did you keep yours how did you maintain your identity um i think i want to get honestly being real 100 real about that 
it was black women. Oh. It was black women. Okay. Because as far as I can remember, black girls would show up to my house Mm -hmm. when I stayed on Cherrywood in Austin Mm -hmm. and be like, hey, can, you know, Justin come out to play? Mm -hmm. And my mom would be like, oh, these these little girls are outside. They want to talk to you. You know, I go out there and it'd be this little group of black girls. Mm -hmm. And they're like, hey, you want to go down to the laundromat and play video games? I'm like, yeah, man, I get some quarters and go down there and hang out with them. And I'd be talking with them and hanging with them and doing stuff. So then I felt an automatic connection to black people through black women. Got it. The first time. You see what I'm saying? Because there was no older black uh, adults in my life at that time. I didn't start meeting like black friends until years later. So I had many years. So you didn't have like any surrogate Mm -mm. black role models to. Mm -mm. Wow. None. So you grew up. You had a white experience. Yeah. Yeah. But let me tell you something. I don't think I've ever told you this before. This could. I always use this platform to tell you things I never told you before. I know. It's weird. Don't take it personally. Okay. This is just real. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like me and you have black love. That's weird. Is that weird? Yeah. I just feel like I love a human being. Well, wait, that's because, I know that right. you are a black man. Right. I know this. Mm-hmm. But as far as that black love, the way that black love feels, mm-hmm. like that type of a thing, I don't feel all the time that we have that because we, our interests and the things that we connect on mm-hmm. aren't about our culture. Right. It's more about who we want to be in the world, what we want for our children. Mm-hmm. So, But that is black love. No, black love is different. Mm. Black love is different. I know that you, mm. uh, it, may be, it may feel different to you. Right. Because you've had the other love and then you've had this love, the black love, and mm-hmm. being pulled into a black family. Mm-hmm. You know, but for us, it's not, it's not that. It's not that black love thing. Mm-hmm. It's more of just, it's just love. Right. It's just love. Right. So I see what this you're kind has of been saying. more of a, a freeing type of a love because black mm-hmm. love still has, it still works within a certain parameter. Right. Perimeter. Yeah. It still works. Or parameter. Yeah. It or construct. Yeah. Or construct. It still mm-hmm. works within a construct. Yeah. With you, I've had so much freedom, mm-hmm. you know, that it, it has been different from any other relationship because I only date. I've only dated black men. Right. So it was, it's, it's different. This is the this is a different experience for me. Um, Even as far as the way our children are raised. Like one thing like we were talking about before, mm-hmm. like our daughter Amaya. Mm-hmm. Amaya is very militant, you know, very pro-black, whereas this big afro, you know. But she doesn't feel like she was raised to be a black woman. Right. She was just raised to be a woman. And that's strange because, you know me, I'm very... Yeah pro-black i'm very cultural you know and so are you like we've raised them but they feel they feel different yeah and that's so strange because that that wasn't my intention i think and i know this is kind of like controversial but Uh oh yeah i know right it's the new black love Mm, it really is it really is and i know when i say that and i've actually used this term before so i've coined it so don't don't go on your page like this new black love okay. and I just you know I just, you know you got off the fucking show. Yes. But um but no seriously it is, right? Because the new black love has freedom in it that I think a lot of us in the old version of it mm-hmm. still have a problem with, you know, religious aspects of things. Got it. Um how you're raised up to believe mm-hmm. about certain things and 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 um how you know the social norms and all that yeah and it strips all that and it's saying if you were a black person with total freedom this is how you would live yeah. you wouldn't live with the weight of some of the older stuff yeah i don't live with the weight of that like um for instance like what we can and can't have exactly you know what white people will and won't allow us to be or have or do those type of conversations never take place right in our household they don't they don't exist now we do warn our kids we're not dumb we warn them about interactions with police officers and how to conduct themselves and protect themselves in this world but we've never raised them on the limitations of being black right they don't even they don't even realize they exist right you know as a matter of fact you know gabriel was was dating the um the the caucasian girl the little girl that mm. was white mm. and she told him that she didn't think that they had enough in common because his life is too privileged and we that was weird we stayed up all night laughing at him yeah that was weird and he was like what are you talking about yeah but she felt that he was too privileged and too couldn't privileged. relate to her in her yeah. life and it was that was so strange yeah so maybe it is maybe this is new black 
It is. What has been your experience, though, trying to um, infiltrate, that's going to be the word that I'm using, black camps, like in school, like walking up to black kids or trying to make black friends? Did you find that to be hard? I didn't find it hard at all. To be honest with you, I would just, in the neighborhood, I would just go up to people back in the day. You know, everybody from Austin knows who I, everybody from Austin knows me. Okay. You know, I just go up to people back in the day and just like, hey, what's going on? I just start talking and they'd be like, all right. You know what, what about saying? like with you having like such a proper addiction? That didn't. Nah, it didn't really, you know, do it. But also, too, I'm not going to lie. I surrounded myself with some with some guys that are, pre, you know, pretty rough. So yeah. it kind of like, you know, bled into the persona a little bit. And, yeah. you know, so you it, had an edge. Yeah, I had an edge. I had Got an edge it. with that, you know what I'm saying? Because I had some, some friends. Some kids, y'all go get y'all some hood friends. <laughs> <laughs> I had some very, very hood Create friends. Create a little edge. And, um, yeah, and, you know, so it was kind of like, all right, you know what I'm saying? He's cool. He, he friends with them, and he's friends with them, and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And then, you know, I always had some type of, like, you know, a gadget or toy, or I had some type of thing that I was always into. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, I get into it. I was into skating. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, a lot of the black kids weren't into skating. I was like, man, here, take my skateboard. Let's, let me show you how to, you know, do this trick and do this. I decided you ollie off a of curb. So you do a grind. So you mm-hmm. do all this. And they're like, oh, man, this is fun. So I got them into that. Yeah. And then, you know, so I would introduce people into things. And yeah. that was my way of like kind of like getting infiltrating. into it, infiltrating into stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, I had to change my haircut, you know, because at first it was kind of I couldn't get in because <laughs> my hair, hair, yeah, my hair, my mixed kid hair, and <laughs> she was horrible. With scissors and shit. Yeah, she was horrible, <laughs> man. It was like a mixture it. between Prince and, and Michael Jackson, <laughs> and um, and so yeah, I mean, I, you can go to my page, you see pictures of it. Yeah. But um, but so I had to, you know, get my Big Daddy Kane on, and once oh. I got the Big Daddy Kane, that was it. So hip hop also played a role in you being able yeah. to. Okay, I get that. Definitely. Let me ask you this question. Because that's something that happens a lot, I know, because I'm there most of the time, where you have, you are actually kind of racially ambiguous, mm-hmm. you know? A lot yeah. of the times people think that you're Hispanic. Right. So we have a lot of people who, we've been in situations where people have stopped you and start talking Spanish or, yeah. you know, feeling like you are uh, Dominican or Puerto Rican. I thought you were Mexican when I first saw you, when I first met you. I don't know how, and but okay. Because you had that Mexican oh. fate. A Mexican uh, fade. Yeah, you had a Mexican when fade. When I first came to Houston, I used to get my hair cut on the south side. Mm-hmm. So the south side was them, them, uh, them ball fades. Houston ball fades. Houston ball fades. Okay. <laughs> Houston ball fades. <laughs> the high ball fade is on top well, of your head. He didn't know how to cut your texture hair. Yeah, he didn't know how to cut my texture you hair. like you were Mexican. Right. So I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't date outside my race. Right. <laughs> like I'm black. And I'm like, mm, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the thing was, though, you had to, mm-hmm. for me, did you ever encounter that before me? Um, well, yeah, where well, people didn't know what I was. Yeah, yeah, I've actually yeah. surprised a few people. How do you? How do you? Um, how does it feel when people ask you, "What are you?" Because I know you get that question a lot. Yeah, I got it just yesterday. Um, wow, it, I um, know, is that recent? But I know I got the "What are you?" Yeah. and the "Do you speak Spanish?" <laughs> yeah. At, how does at, that feel? Um, I mean, I don't mind. People are like I speak Spanish. I'm like, no, I don't, you know, no, no Spanish. What are you? Oh, what are you? Um. Yeah, that that one is kind of like, you know, it's kind of almost kind of like insinuating you're like a mutt. Yeah. You know, and like you're like you're you're somebody's racial Frankenstein. Mm. And um, you know, I never that that one to me is kind of like, eh, I don't is I, it I'm, a, is I'm that used a disrespectful question? Nah, it's not disrespectful, but just the the thought of it sometimes, you know, it can be, but I understand. Yeah. People have to know what you are. So mm-hmm. they can put you in a category. Yeah. Once you're in that category, they choose how to socialize with you. Yeah. So it's important that people can put you in a category so they can fucking talk to you. <laughs> See, like me, I just don't even care because Neither I'm just like, I. whatever. You know, I could talk to someone. He'd be like, he look Hawaiian, but he kind of look like he may be Mexican. But I don't know, man. He may be someone. I'm just like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know, and I'll let him tell me one day. Oh, yeah, by the way, my I'm from Hawaii, but, you know, my mom's from Germany or something. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, here's one of the questions that we got from our producer. She said that there was a, a tweet from someone saying that growing growing up with mi- mixed ethnicities was helpful in identifying good people. Yes. Um, really? Yeah. You, would you say that that's true? Yeah. How so? Um, I think sometimes when you tell people that you're mixed, they think that they're giving you an option to identify yourself, mm-hmm. but it's really our weapon that they don't know to identify them. Got it. And we use it to find out 
who you are. Yeah. So if I'm going to give you a quick example, you know, my friend Rohan, right? Mm -hmm. So Rohan, you can't really tell what he is. No, you can't. <laughs> so, hey, so, yeah, I just talked to him yesterday. Um, he's stuck in Utah. Long story. We'll talk about that. Yeah, but um, but um, he was around some people one time when he worked for Exxon mm -hmm. and at the plant, and he didn't let them know what he was. Yeah. So then when he got around these people, uh, these white people, they started talking really bad about his Mexican friends because they didn't know they were like well i know he's not mexican they thought he was indian or something yeah. so they started bashing and then they started bashing his other black friends they started you know just saying some really ugly stuff and he was like wait a minute by the way i'm black yeah i just i'm just very very light you know what i'm saying yeah. and they're like oh shit you know so it's one of those things where we kind of we use it to you know kind of identify where that person stands at mm -hmm. and we could kind of gauge you know, yeah. they're how comfortable they are or, yeah. or who they are, you know. And also, too, living in both worlds, you kind of understand the mannerisms and the, the energies and the, yeah. you know, how people act. So whereas I may think that um, somebody is just being friendly, you're like, no, they're trying to show their dominance yeah. over you. They're, right. they're doing this for that. I'm like, oh, you know, right. because I don't have that same, um, haven't had that same level of exposure right. that you've had. So I get that. Right. Um, being fair-skinned, mm -hmm. do you think that it's easier for you to um, navigate in different circles? Um, yeah. And, we, of, course, of course, we use that to our advantage. I hate when people go, well, you're just light-skinned, so that's the reason why you got Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, it is. Because yeah. sometimes I see that that's someone's thing. Yeah. That's their vice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'll go talk to someone, and they go, they brighten up. Mm -hmm. Like oh my god, you know we're talking. Black. They think you're safe black. Yeah, they think you're safe black. You know <laughs> we'll get not. into the safe blacks, but uh, he's dangerous. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um, but no, the, the people that you know, and you discover that very quickly. Yeah. You know, so you go, oh okay, and then you know, yeah, you you talk to them or you, you navigate with them however you're going to do. You connect with them however, and then sometimes yeah, it's just because they just perceive that light skin is a certain way. Mm -hmm. You know, and then I, in the research into that, I found that. The reason why they do that, it's not because necessarily because of beauty. People think it's beauty. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're light skinned? Oh, you're just beautiful. Mm -hmm. No, I see some ugly ass <laughs> light skinned bras, man. Like, seriously, I see some nasty ass light skinned bras. That's nothing to do with that. What it has nasty. to do with, yeah, disgusting, bad skin, everything. They just look oh, gross. They don't you. take care of themselves. Yeah. That's just the bottom line. But it's the perceived version of, of their vision of health. Yeah. Because a lot of times through psychology, people think that people of lighter skin, of complexion skin, they take care of themselves. They look healthier. Because of the way the sun hits their right. skin. So people automatically assume that a person that's more healthier is just more attractive automatically. I wonder what that is, though, because you would think that the deeper tones or the, the deeper levels of melanin mm -hmm. would signify health. I don't know. But I guess because the social programming of being afraid yeah. of blackness yes. plays against that, too. Yeah. So what, 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 what do you think about people who in our community mm -hmm. who associate light skin with weakness? Yeah, that, that's bullshit. And the reason why I always say that is because, you know, I don't allow it. Like if yeah. somebody's like you, you're acting black, you're acting light skin. I don't allow. Yeah, that it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of everybody in my life that I love. Yeah. Is light skin. So it's like, what do you mean? There's some of the the strongest people i know right and it, it's it's just it's just silly shit you know yeah. it's just it's just one side or somebody you know in that bunch that just you know they, they feel um threatened by certain things or they yeah. don't like you know there's always some story behind it, yeah. it with the people that actually believe into it yeah you know it's one thing if people make jokes people make jokes all the time yeah it's a funny you joke know? but but you know but yeah but it, you know it's really not that funny to me it, it's not because here's the thing about it right and this is one time when i actually hated this Mm -hmm. And I, I, I had to experience this. And I was like, fuck. But they can make fun of you mm -hmm. with light skin jokes and do all that stuff. But a lot of people get offended when I make a dark joke. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm like. Well, colorism work bo works both ways, you know. So I don't. I think that anytime you take your pain mm -hmm. to inflict pain on others. So your pain of right. being darker skin and you take that and you use that to hate other black people that are lighter because of whatever see because here's the thing and i can attest to this because right. i've been married to you for all of this time yeah what a lot of people don't know is that mixed people deal with race way more personally and intimately than most black people yeah. you may be discriminated against in the street or for a job that you want or for something else whereas your your whole family won't acknowledge you yeah 
you know, and yeah. you you carry their name and they yeah. won't acknowledge you. So yeah. race becomes a factor. Racism becomes a factor yeah. every fucking day. Yeah, like I was you tell- deal with racism right. and navigate racism. Right. Like I was telling somebody not too long ago, I was like, OK, so you dealt with racism at a job. Mm-hmm. You dealt with it like on a in, on, on a. In a, in a place of you're eating or or somewhere a highway road rage or something like that, mm-hmm. I was like, wait till you deal with it at the kitchen table. Yeah. Wait till you get up in the morning and have cereal with racism across the table, mm-hmm. and then sit on the couch next to racism all day. Mm-hmm. Then wake up the next day and do it over and over and over and over and over yeah. again. And I said, then you know you get to the level of either PTSD with it, yeah, or you get to the level where you've really figured out how to navigate it mm-hmm. and you really figure out how to deal with it on yeah. a different level. Tell me about the isolation of being biracial. Um, in the beginning, a lot of times it was, um, it was, just, it was, like I said, it was just definitely weird because they, people really went out of their way to make sure that you didn't belong on both sides, on both sides. Yeah. They really went out of their way. Like they really made an effort. And that's the other thing too, is like, whereas you were discriminated, not discriminated against, but you people of darker skin complexions have these Things that they hold against, not right. all, right. not all, not but all. some, yeah, some that they hold against lighter complexioned people, right? Because of this and that, but you getting it from both ends, neither side. No. Yeah. And here's my my other thing, I'm, I'm, and I'm gonna let you get back to that point. I just don't want to lose this one. No, you got it. I I believe that biracial people, mm-hmm. be it black, white, um, white, Asian, Hispanic, white, whatever, I believe that y'all are bridges. Yeah. That y'all are bridges to bring us together, not yeah. to push us apart. Right. Because the thing is, being part of both yeah. gives you a unique insight yes. and an understanding of both. Yes. And you understand the differences and the then the the likes, all alike. Yeah. And you can pull people closer together because you're in the middle. Right. So right. I don't understand why we don't use and I'm gonna say use mm-hmm. y'all. Not exploit. <laughs> no, right? no, that's not that I know, right? We do fetishize you yeah, guys, right. but but um, and I'll talk about that too. Mm-hmm. Fetish, the fetish, fetishizing. Yeah, the, feti- the fetishizing. I know I'm southern. I hate and can't that talk. But um, why do we use y'all more as bridges? Um, can can y'all be used as bridges to? Yeah, bring we both we sides actually together? can. Just like how um somebody will like just like like you know like for instance you know the the Japanese had a a, a website um where you can rent a white person. Mm-hmm. And the Japanese would rent, and Chinese as well, would rent white people mm-hmm. um, as part of their, like, clique when they would go do business deals and sit them in there, and they wouldn't know shit. They would just smile, and they would make other companies want to buy into their product simply because, you know, a Westerner people. was there. Okay. You know, or, yeah, Eurocentric person was there. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things. They yeah. figured the shit out. Other races. Yeah, they figured out. They're like, man, we can get a white, we can get a website, and we can rent white people to do deals. Let's do it. <laughs> and they got that down. This is this is years ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so the same thing with us. I mean, it's like we're black. You know. And the thing is, I know some people are like, well, blah blah blah. But it's like, trust me. You know, I'm. You can't tell me I'm not black enough to be a black dude at the same time when I'm black enough. You fought to be black. Yeah, when I'm yeah, and I fought to be black, yeah. and I'm black enough to still get shot in the back. Yeah, I'm still black enough to be discriminated receive against. all the discrimination that you receive. Yeah, all of it and more and more. Yeah, and then it's like, well, so how do we? How am I not black enough if I'm getting the same shit that you're getting all the you same? You look so good right now. You know I don't know, what, know what it is. You just start looking really good. I don't know. Oh, maybe, maybe I'm fetishizing the drugs you. kicked in. <laughs> but no, seriously, you know, it's yeah. like you can't ever tell me that, you know, someone is not black enough when yeah. I can I, I get everything that you get. I mean, Got everything. It. Don't ever think that someone's skin tone mm-hmm. and, and the way they talk gets them a fucking pass. It doesn't. So you still have to navigate blackness yeah. like anybody else. I just, we Do you just feel know like how you to, get a pass, though? Like it's easier no, for you? No, we just know how to navigate better. Because you've been, you're connected to both sides. Yeah, I know, I'm connected to both sides. I know how to, I just know how to talk to yeah. people. I know what situations, what to do and what not to do. Yeah. It's nothing to deal with the color because I guarantee you, if you put me into a darker skinned person's body, I will still get the same amount of success, same amount of everything else. It doesn't because matter. Because of your upbringing. Because of my so upbringing. So then you do have a privilege. Mm. You do have a privilege then. I guess. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Are you, do you, um... I don't know. No, I wouldn't take that back. No, I can see where you would say that. Not, if, But you have the privilege of, of experiencing both sides to understand that side. Yeah. 
you know. But I now we like think. I've, I think we say privilege. You think like education, access. No, no. Yeah, privilege I grew up just dirt a, fucking another, poor. Privilege yeah. is just another skill. Yeah, I know. It's just something that you have that you can use at your disposal. That's all that privilege from my from this context. Information, means. yeah. Yes, yeah, so you have more information to handle something. Okay. Okay, but I again, I do believe that y'all could be bridges. Yeah. You know, I feel like Barack Obama was a huge bridge. Oh, he was. He was a huge bridge because of being connected to both. He wasn't mm-hmm. even African American. Mm-hmm. He just had African, you know, so he yeah. had that the look. But he this is just falling off. Yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. I gotta fix this real quick. My blackness won't allow me to be looking crazy. <laughs> okay, we good? Yeah, you good. All right, we good. Mm-hmm. Hey y'all. <laughs> but um I feel like because he was who he was, he was right. able to bring both sides together. And unite us. So whereas people say that he brought about more racism, mm-hmm. he exposed it. Yeah. Because people who really hated hated him for who his color came out. So and I'm not just talking about white people. Right. There were black people who right. hated him for his color too. But you see, yeah. so this goes to show you how we weaponize that mm-hmm. and we uncover. He did it to the whole fucking nation. Yeah. You know, he he was he was at that point in time where regardless if you like him or not, yeah. I don't care about your political affiliate. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it was a biracial dude, mm-hmm. multiracial. Sorry. You said you said. Yeah. Bi- got up on that uh-huh. podium, did whatever he was going to do mm-hmm. and exposed the people. And that's the things that like I was telling you that we do. We we that's we how we navigate. It. Yeah. We navigate things. So we go, oh, OK, we know we can't trust that because person. OK, it we can't trust that person. People. Yeah. You know, like even in that Facebook page, the, the mm. post that we put up. Yeah. Um, people were reacting more to the blackness, mm-hmm. the not, they're not being a man, a black man and a black woman right. than they were to the homosexuality. Right. And I thought that we would have more responses to the homosexuality. We got right. a few, yeah. but most of the responses were love is love. Love sees no color, right. you know, blah, 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 blah. Right. Why aren't there any black men and women together? Mm-hmm. You know, the absence of that. And they went into this whole thing about society and how um, the media wants to do this. I'm like, this ain't the media, boo. This me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're asking a question. It's black people <laughs> asking, asking a, other people. Black people asking other black people yeah, a, question a question. Like, what do you. About yeah. how these images of black families affect them. Yeah. You know, and people getting mad that we didn't present who we are or who right. they are. Right. You know, and I'm like, that's, weird. that's the reason yeah. because this incites you, and we wanted to know why. Why? Why does that incite you so much? Exactly. Why does it bother you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just, it's just like if you were to put up a picture of different cookies, yeah. and if someone jumps on there, no, y'all, y'all so ain't gonna post no fucking snickerdoodle. Wait y'all don't got you know. Wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? And it's well, just like chocolate chip is in that. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm like, well, okay. I ain't complaining. All right. Well, I didn't really think about that. I was yeah. asking uh, these four flavors. What do you? You do, there's just one flavor that you don't like, yeah. you know. <laughs> that I, was kind of what I was doing. Fucking Snickerdoodle, though, but you, why, why don't you have Snickerdoodle on there? I'm like, okay, well, we'll maybe we'll do a post where we have Snickerdoodle next time. Why you chose Snickerdoodle though? Because it's funny. Gonna, who's gonna fight for Snickerdoodle? I don't know who likes Snickerdoodle who cookies. Likes Snickerdoodle cookies. You like Kyla likes, Kyla likes Snickerdoodle. Snickerdoodle cookies. That's why she laughing. I'm yeah. Like, who the fuck would fight for Snickerdoodle? Yeah, see, I can see fighting for right? like a chocolate. Chip see, how cookie? did I choose that flavor? Why did I choose that flavor? Because somebody liked it. I know, but like. It's rare it's when rare. someone likes it. So oh. you use that to find out someone's gotcha. vices of what they liked or what they're into. Gotcha. And they're just, yeah. Okay. Those those things. See, remember I told you that yeah. just things happen. There's just certain ways you know you navigate. But anyway, so um So you just navigated her cultural experience. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. But, but yeah, but you see what I'm Privileged. saying? Privileged. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm kidding. But anyway, so back to what you're saying though. Whatever that was. I don't know. I got lost in the snicker. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I, know. <laughs> I went on a tangent about the snicker. Oh, oh, people being more affected, yeah, by affected. about not seeing themselves in those right. images. Right. And right. I'm just like, why do you care so much? Why do you think that the... Because the thing is, most black people are married to other black people. These yeah. are, you know, the outliers for the most part. Right. But the outliers affect us so much. You know, I can't lie. Sometimes I am affected by it. Mm-hmm. You know? Just especially if it's a successful black man, I want to see him creating that, giving that wealth and giving that love and that to a black woman. I want to see that because when I see that, I feel like I have value or the women that look like me have value. Right. You know. Right. But then um, there's there's that. And the other side of it is I'm happy he has love. Right. I'm happy that he's creating a family and more people. Yeah. You know, so I think we all have those things that. 
pick yeah. at us a little bit. Yeah, I, and I could see it too because because of the situation that you know the the country that we grow up in and the way things are and the way race is constructed. Yeah, it make it gives you that. Yeah, you know, I could honestly say if you were born somewhere else, would you have that same problem? You probably, probably wouldn't. wouldn't. Probably you know wouldn't. what I'm saying? But you're born here, so automatically you start, okay, here goes those weird feelings when I see this. Yeah. It's because someone else was like, I feel weird when I see that. That makes me feel uncomfortable, and I don't like it, and blah, blah, blah. So then when you see it, like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy that didn't feel uncomfortable. I wonder if other people don't feel uncomfortable about yeah. it. Oh, my, you know, so then I it goes into that. Yeah, now I feel uncomfortable about it. You know, it's yeah. fucking, it's a virus, man. It, it shit is. spreads. It is. You know, and then, um, but that's the reason why, yeah, as I said, that's the reason why for the picture, and I was curious to see that, too, because I was like, man, you know, I thought people were going to go in on the gay dudes. Yeah, you me know? too. I thought they were going to like, okay, they're going to say they didn't. They didn't. What bothered them most is that the, the absence of traditional black family. Yeah. That bothered them more than any other. Even that bothered them more than any image that I posted was me not posting that one. Right, right. And I did that on, on purpose because I wanted to see how people felt. Let me ask you this. Have you been fetish? Are you fetishized? Yeah. Am I saying that right? Fetish. Yeah. Dot, fuck it. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. Or is, is that happening to you? Yeah, yeah, it always happens, you know. But I mean, it, how do you everybody, feel about that? Is it? Well, it, it's with everybody. Yeah, everybody, everybody gets it. You know, if you are, are real dark, and then there's people that fantasize, you know, fantasize about just really dark people, mm-hmm. and there's people that they fantasize about really light people. People and with big booties. Yeah, and there's a there's a huge up, yeah, yeah no, exactly right. Up, yeah, into me, I'm one of those. <laughs> <laughs> but um, then there's um, then there's the the fixation with you know multiracial people. Yeah, you know the people just. They have this fascination with it, you know, yeah. and, it's, and it's just the way it is. What if somebody wanted to date you and you dated them and you realized that the reason that they were dating you was because. Well, that's been a lot. Yeah. That was a lot. That I mean, wasn't why I wanted to. Date I know. You, but way. through high school, yeah. through, you know, times outside of high school, a lot of those moments, it was because of that, you know, because yeah. sometimes girls would just tell you like, oh, yeah, I like you. Why? Well, you're mixed. <laughs> How does that make you I'm feel? Like, oh, Wow. You know, like, I won the birth fucking lottery, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? But no, nah, and, and, and this did not come just from uh, black women. This came from all types of women. I know. You know, and they're just like, oh, you know, you know you, you're you mixed, so this is awesome. I'm like, okay, but, you know, I've, I've met dudes that were mixed, and they're a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're just, you know, like, all right, you know, that's the only thing they got going for them, but yeah. personality-wise, they're dead behind the eyes. Yeah. You know, but, hey, teach his own. Hmm. Navigate that how you want to. If you could it. redo it, would you prefer to be born in a traditional black body, or do you welcome the experiences that you've had? Um, I welcome the experiences I had. You know, yeah. I I honestly couldn't change it. I I think if you start to think that, it'll fuck you up. Now I wish I had my son's height. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> the height skipped right past me for some reason. I feel like that's unfair, <laughs> and I think it is because of the Italian side because they're all what do you short mean and stubby. Skipped past you, I think the height came from my family. I'm the one with the really tall dad. Well, all my half brothers are like six 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 five. Oh, okay, okay, maybe. Yeah, so I'm gonna take credit, but for that but, I, but seriously, but you, okay. you can still take credit because no, there's there's tall people on both sides of our family. Yeah. But seriously, there was yeah, it was you know, yeah, the Italian side was like made me a little shorter. Well, I love. I'm you. not like stubby, but I love you, know. you exactly how you are. Right, I do. Yeah, thank you, man. I, I love do. you exactly I where you are too. I think you're like really dope, and I mm-hmm. I I feel like being married to you has opened up my life in a way that I could have never imagined. Like that freedom thing, mm-hmm. that's real over yeah, it is. here. You it know, is. Um, being able to see the world, the full, the whole world from a global perspective versus just a cultural perspective. Yeah. Not saying that I couldn't have gotten that in any other relationship. Don't, don't think that that's what yeah, I'm saying. Someone's already brewing But it. through this relationship, mm-hmm. you know, right. through uh, your lens, I have a totally different view than what I was brought up to believe. Because right. when I talk about black love, black love for the most part is 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 grown from religion. Yeah, it you is. Know, it's grown from gospel music. It's yeah. grown from, you know, soul music and all of these things that come from religion and all of these other experiences and oppression and all yeah. of these things. So yeah. whereas I could say that we don't necessarily have that version of it, mm-hmm. I can appreciate the new version yeah because imagine imagine if you took a group of black people right Mm -hmm. and then you took them to a make-believe island that had cities on it and you never told them about slavery you Mm -hmm. never told them about religion you never told them about anything and you just raised a group of black people on this island and they farmed and they lived happily and they had all this stuff 
they wouldn't have none of the hangups that the black people have today in America. They mm-hmm. wouldn't have any of this shit. They wouldn't even know that it existed. Mm-hmm. So that was my mindset because experiencing so much racism at an early age, you know what I'm saying? I was Huey Newton by the time I was in the fucking <laughs> sixth grade. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, I was like, there's got to be a better world. There's got to be a better existence. You and created I would, it. Yeah, and I'm not going to keep the weight of their racism on me you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying i took that away from them you know they can still hate me but at the end of the day i'm going to navigate this world and i'm going to get exactly what i want and i'm going to do exactly what i want and they're not going to stop me mm-hmm. and then once they figure that out they just kind of go okay we'll just give him a pass he can kind of go you know but <laughs> no we're going to stop his ass right there yeah. yeah you stop but that's how they're going to do you yeah so it if comes you to, stop right. and give them the yeah and give them a moment to yeah. decide they'll wreck your but shit if you just bulldoze through just bull- you, yeah. you live your life on your terms yeah live your life on your terms yeah. don't let people decide for you don't let don't ever think you can't get a job don't ever think you can't go nowhere don't think you can't exist here don't think you can't move into a neighborhood any of that mm-hmm. you know it, it, you know go on you don't have to uh, assimilate you know you don't have to you know get into their world and then you know come a part of them and dance for them when they want no you can be exactly who you're going to be mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because i never stop for anybody mm-hmm. you know I've, i work very professional jobs mm-hmm. i pull up i'm bumping my music i mm-hmm. tell them i am a hip-hop producer mm-hmm. i produce some straight up street shit mm-hmm. i hang around with friends that you will never hang around with or people you may not like mm-hmm. but you cannot tell me not to do that mm-hmm. and you cannot judge me based on that you're going to judge me based on what i do here today you're going to judge me based on my character and that's the only option that you got because I'm not going to give you the option to decide for me how I'm going to live my life according to what race I'm mixed with and all that shit. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. And I've been like this shit since second grade. Oh, I know. When I met you, you were like that. Yeah. And that was what? I was 20, 21? Yeah, 20. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, that's how I am. Yeah. And that's the decision I made. So, you know, teach on. So, let me final question because you gotta, you, that was part of I'm sure your closing words, mm-hmm. but um, pull it down again, y'all, y'all. I'm getting text messages about this scarf. Fuck this scarf. <laughs> he said, "Pull it down again." This <laughs> scarf is not gonna ruin my life. <laughs> Kylie, you trying to be funny? <laughs> okay, okay. We got three <laughs> pull minutes. It down again. So my final question to you, as mm-hmm. far as being um, living a, a multiracial experience, right? What advice would you give to parents raising? multiracial children oh that's such a good one god i need like 15 minutes no, anyway no, got no, no, no i got to um first number one do not approach it with a colorblind approach that is the worst okay you know don't approach it with the you know inclusiveness yeah don't do that um because <laughs> you will they'll get out there and then they'll learn the hard way and they'll break their heart yeah you know break them yeah. And then you'll you'll get some different people when they come home after a while. That's what happened to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you'll come home different and be looking at them like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, okay, so well, that shit you're just talking does not exist. But um, but you know, uh, listen to them. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, do some research yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Have those hard talks about things. You know, um, have other people come over and mm-hmm. talk to them. You know, if you if you're a white woman and you have a black child. Bring some other people over of color and yeah. sit around and, and discuss with them so they can feel connected, connected, and yeah. you can uh, you know they can identify what's going on and they can you can communicate. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because if not, you can't put them on an island and then be like, hey, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to run into this. It's not going to happen. No one's going to treat you this way. And then you go out there and you're going to get treated that way. It's yeah. going to happen to you. And then like I said, it breaks yeah, your reality. Yeah, your white privilege is not transferable. Exactly. To black exactly. Yeah. And then you start having an identity crisis. Yeah. That's where people have the identity crisis from. And they get stuck in Kumo. Yeah, they're stuck in Kumo. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. it's like it's like airplane <laughs> mode. You just call up the blackness and you just kind of go. And you're disconnected. And gotcha. then you can't reconnect again. You can't connect to the network. So... But yeah, that's how it happens. So, you know, you, you have to have those talks. You have to you have to bring people around. You have to give them their history. Mm-hmm. You can't alienate them and not to, and give them a false history because that's giving them false hope. Yeah. You know, you you have to give them everything, you know, and thank God that my mom did because yeah. she's rebellious yeah. against things. And um, so she gave me the, the real word on it. Got you. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, no It seemed problem. like this season you've been really sharing a lot of your personal stories. You have such yeah. an interesting life. Yeah. And I always want people to, to hear about some of your stories because they, they're real-world stories and they right. can help a lot of people. Right. Yeah. But um, Always. Yes. Always. Thank you, babe. Yeah. But um, that's the end of our show. 
we're gonna uh, post this to YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. Y'all make sure that y'all share, uh, like, and comment. Yeah. Um, with any questions, discuss. Let us know yeah. if you you maybe you agree, maybe you don't. Um, hit us in the DMs if you have um, a question or you want us to bring up something on one of our future shows. Yeah. We got two shows left for season two, so make sure that y'all get those in before we go into hibernation mm-hmm. while we work on season three. Yeah, exactly. But again. Thank y'all for listening. We appreciate the support. Enjoy y'all days this weekend. I know.